Welcome to the Planted Mindset podcast and this is episode 22. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Susan Hall, UK BFF North Masters bikini winner and personal trainer. She runs her own online fitness business to help ladies go in through the menopause, build self-esteem, gain confidence without spending hours in the gym. So welcome Susan. Hello, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. And um, I've just been loving this weather that we've been having. And it's a bit of a shock to the system, it being a bit colder today. <laughs> it has. It's been, well, you should try living in Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is like the norm. But um, it has been nice to have some sunshine, make me feel a bit better. And yeah, but it, it is going to get better in the next few days. So we have got the sun coming back. Oh, good. That is good to hear because I'm still in my shorts at the moment, but I'm, you know, thinking, ooh, don't really want to bring out the long trousers <laughs> again. But um, firstly, can you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself? Because yeah. obviously I've just said in your intro, I, I've, I've done a bit of research and I noticed yeah. that obviously that's coming up for the anniversary, the UK BFF. So can you obviously yes. say that in your intro? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, as I've already said, I uh, live in Newcastle. I am 43. Um, I have um, uh, nearly a 10-year-old son. Um, And I kind of got into competing um, a few years ago now. It'll be uh, 2016, 17, 18, 19, coming up to four years ago. My word, how time flies. Um, and basically, yes, I did compete um, just for the one year. Um, and won it. <laughs> and won it. Hey, you know, if you're going to do it, do it properly. Um, and that was like, it was an experience that I had, to, I just felt I needed to do. I was going through a lot of uh, personal issues at the time. Um, I was also um, coming up to 40 and I thought if I, I need to do something before I hit 40. <laughs> that was kind of in my, in my head. Um, so yeah, I, I competed. It was an extraordinary experience. Um, one that possibly I may do again, but I'm, you know, it's one of those things I might, I might not. Um, because it does take a lot of, like your whole time and energy has to go into it. Um, but yes, it kind of was, this, the, at that time as well, was my transition really from teaching. I used to be a PA teacher. Um, and unfortunately, I was made redundant. And that was or, part unfortunately. of... Unfortunately. Oh, yes, as I look yes, as I look at it now. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> That was kind of going on at the time and it was a really, um, it really was a tough time and I, I did suffer with mental health issues as well, something which I'm very passionate about as well. And, um, and I was transitioning to become a, a personal trainer. Um, so everything was kind of happening around that time, about four years ago. And now um, I don't teach anymore. I, I was doing supply work and that afterwards, but I don't teach anymore. I am full-time uh, PT. And uh, absolutely, I love it. And I've kind of, I think through personal experiences, which we can maybe talk about, um, and the fact that a lot of my clients are perimenopausal and menopausal, it's kind of something that has just naturally come about where I've kind of focused a lot more on on that area within my coaching so yeah it's become a a big part something I'm very passionate about because something that uh, a lot of women are struggling with um, and kind of don't know where to turn and you know like just really struggling with the whole process and don't know who to talk to so it's it's something that I'm trying to wait, um, sorry, raise awareness of, but just linking it to like health and fitness and how uh, that can help you to overcome some of those issues. Yeah, I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, um, I'm probably going to be coming up to premenopausal age soon. Um, yeah. I Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it, to be quite honest. But like you say, um, I think as a, a personal trainer 
initially people tend to think it's oh you're just shouting reps and sets etc but it's more that you're a coach and it's everything else around it like you said health and wellness so with menopause obviously a big topic that I'd love to for us to discuss um, was that something that you had clients that came to you that were at that stage of their life and that's what made you go into that or yeah. was it something you were passionate about first because obviously you're not at that stage either so what was the reason I think it was it was well actually it's a kind of a combination of the two because um I think with being with being 43 I kind of attracted uh, most of my clients not all but most of my clients are roughly around my age ish Uh, some a little bit younger, some a bit older. And it wasn't really, when I first started training uh, women, it was something that never really occurred to me because I wasn't going through the menopause myself. Um, It never even clicked in my brain that this could have such a massive impact. Um, And it wasn't until I started working with these women and kind of um, getting to know them a bit more, as personal trainers do, um, that I kind of think and started thinking, now, hang on a minute here, there's, I'm starting to see some like, um, some trends between all of my um, clients. And then kind of what happened was, I mean, you said there about, and that's a typical kind of thought about, oh, well, you mustn't be at that stage yet, but I'm pretty confident that I have already started. I, I feel that I am perimenopausal. And I think that's the first thing that I would say in terms of women know their bodies best. Like no, no other person, no doctor, no, you know, like no other woman, no other man, whoever can fully understand your body. You know yourself when things are changing, when things are happening, you know, something's not quite right. And actually what I found was happening was I was having severe tiredness. Um, now, I don't just mean like feeling a bit tired. There's, it is really hard to explain. Now, the only thing that I could say it was very similar to was when I first found out I was pregnant, like, I remember at the time that I could hardly stand up. I could fall asleep standing up. It was like the tiredness hit us so hard. And I felt exactly the same as that. I was having like um, naps, which were lasting kind of two to three hours. <laughs> so wow. it was like a nap. And completely feeling like, like if I didn't have that nap, I just I could not like go on with the rest of my day. Now that's actually really, I was, it felt like I was in a, a fortunate position where in general, personal trainers tend to have most of their clients in the morning or in the evening. So in the afternoons, that's when you kind of have your, your free time as such. But I found that I was starting to like need to go to bed. And I was like, this cannot be right. Like, what what on earth is the matter? But as you do, you kind of keep plodding on and keep plodding on and keep plodding on. And it was just getting worse and worse. And then, like, I would have a month where there was nothing. I was perfectly fine. And I was thinking, well, and then it would come back again, like, a month later or two months later. I said, oh, this is not right. Um, and it wasn't there. Now, I, I sort of had that myself. And then... My clients were talking about similar things. They were talking about um, not being the complete opposite where they couldn't sleep. They were um, having like night sweats. Um, They were feeling very anxious. They were really struggling to lose weight. And I kind of thought, right, this is, I need to do some more research into this. And that's kind of how I really started to to research into menopause because it, I felt like it was something my body was changing and kind of suddenly having that light bulb moment where I was going, oh, hang on a minute here. This is kind of what my clients are starting to talk to me more about. Um, so that's kind of how I really thought, you know, like this is something I need to look into more to really help my clients. Yeah, I mean, like you say, I think uh, it's it's one of those um, 
scenarios of going through something yourself to best understand to be able to give advice and support um and obviously like you said you had the opposite spectrum so with your learnings and your program what do you tackle in particular with your clients because obviously it's a hormonal issue and we we understand that to to be able to lose fat loss we do have to have the body in in a form of homeostasis and that includes like those four pillars of nutrition good nutrition exercise sleep and relaxation and obviously any of one of those being out of balance is going to affect that opportunity of homeostasis so what do do you sort of rather than drilling into the minute do you take a more overall approach with your clients to assess each one of those quadrants i think the important thing that i've i've kind of learned um well actually there's there's quite a few but i'll I'll try and do it in some kind of order i think the first thing um that i would say about the whole topic is women feel very lost it's kind of something that you don't really talk about until it happens. Like nobody, it's one of them taboo subjects that people tend to not talk about. And then suddenly menopause hits you and you're like, what on earth is this? Like, why am I suddenly starting to feel like this? And when I started talking to to some of my clients or women in general who were at that age, um, and I've got to be very careful what I say here because I don't mean to offend doctors at all, but I think the general consensus of what I was having from from most of my clients was the instant reaction was to go to the doctors and kind of say, please tell us what the matter is. What on earth is going on? I think I'm menopausal. Can you tell us? Because some of the advice that you look at on websites and, and what have you kind of says, oh, just you can have a blood test and it'll tell you if you're menopausal or not. And actually, that is not true. And I think that's the biggest thing is women were going to the doctors kind of saying, we're expecting to have this blood test and we're expecting the doctors to kind of say, yes, you're menopausal or perimenopausal or no, you're not. And unfortunately, one or two things was happening where uh, doctors would say, um, no, we're not going to give you the test because it's not going to tell you whether you are or not, but not kind of really explaining why. And so women were coming away thinking, well, the doctors don't care and I'm kind of stuck on my own and I don't know what's happening. Um, When actually, the simple fact is that that blood test, can it it tell you for sure whether you are or not? And you mentioned there about the hormone levels. So basically what happens is um, when you are starting to go through uh, perimenopause or menopausal, it's to do with estrogen levels. But what can happen in those stages before um, menopause kind of hits full on is those uh, levels in hormones can fluctuate so much within the month. So you could go for a test, a blood test on one particular day where actually your um, hormone levels are absolutely spot on. And so the result would come back and say, no, no, you're not menopausal. You could go back within a couple of days time and your hormone levels would show something completely different. So the reason doctors tend to not give a blood test is for that reason, is that it's not conclusive. Can't pinpoint it. Can't pinpoint it. And actually, if it, that's one of the main things. If women understood that and, and kind of somebody would say, this is the reason why we're not going to do the blood test because it could come back as negative and actually you might well be in perimenopause. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, but if women were told that, they could kind of understand that a little bit better and say, okay, so what can, you know, what else can I do? Now, this kind of came about because I actually did this. After having all these episodes of tiredness, I kind of, I went to the doctors, specifically asked for a female doctor, because I thought, you know, she'll understand what I'm going through kind of explained the tiredness and this, that, and the other. And she turned around and she said, you haven't got enough symptoms to say you're in menopause. So I actually think you're not. So you just might as well go on and get on with it. Mm-hmm. That was the advice from the doctor. And I was kind of sat there going, <gasps> like, truly, that kind of be it. Um, now, that was a few years back, a couple of years ago. And then um, 
recently I went back again uh, with the same kind of thing, the tiredness, and they decided they would do a blood test, but actually the blood test was to test my thyroid because your thyroid, you can have an underactive thyroid, which gives exactly the same kind of symptoms as somebody in menopause. So the blood test was to actually test my thyroid to, to make sure I didn't have an underactive thyroid. Right. Now the blood test came back as absolutely fine. So therefore that kind of, even though they didn't say I was um, menopausal, it kind of was saying, okay, your thyroid's all right. So I kind of left thinking, well, maybe I am a little bit perimenopausal. So at least I kind of took away one um, aspect of the thyroid. I kind of got rid of the thyroid. Um, you know, it, it's not my thyroid. So, okay, I'm kind of now dealing possibly with the fact that maybe I am a little bit perimenopausal. I may not have the night sweats and, you know, other symptoms, but like I was saying at the start, I kind I just feel like my body is changing. Mm. So sorry, this is, a, this, I'm going around a long kind of winded thing to your question, but I kind of wanted to explain um, my starting point with women. And when I'm, when I'm coaching them, now I actually say coach and not personal trainer anymore, because I feel like it is, I am doing like a full kind of health and wellness package with my women um it's not just turning up to the gym doing a session and then going again we really work a lot on a kind of explain things like this to them because i just feel like it calms women down like once you start explaining things and saying this is probably why your doctor hasn't given you um a blood test for for this reason um but i find um stress is a major thing for women um through general your day-to-day work and looking after family and you you tend as women we tend to put everybody else before us and we we're great at multitasking which is a known a known um obviously uh positive trait of women and many men will say that they're not as good at multitaskers but but i think that's an innate ability of obviously to to have children and that ability to and and that's by design i think that we put everyone else first it's just the nature in ourselves but like you say stress is a massive um inhibitor of of losing weight of course it is because the first thing stress does is it raises cortisol levels and once your cortisol levels are high whether it's for a long period of time or whatever that inhibits fat loss so not only have we got these estrogen uh, levels all going all over the place we've then got through stress we've got um cortisol levels being increased one of the other symptoms of menopause is the the struggle to sleep that then raises cortisol levels so it's all of these factors are going on at that and increases uh, hunger as well <laughs> oh, exactly and this is the thing it's a, it, 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 you can see how it's like a, a snowball effect in terms of um you know the stress leads to this and then for a lot of people you know increased stress might mean that they're eating maybe it's not the type the right types of food you know you want to go for the cake or the chocolate or you start having more alcohol or what you know whatever your thing is um and actually it's it you know these all of these kind of factors are going against us um but i think mainly so that's i do a lot of work um on mindset and a Love lot it. of things on yeah on on um personal development and reading relaxation techniques so you know I do a lot on um maybe people try and uh, meditation acupuncture is actually kind of a, a way that a lot of women have found help with um night sweats and things like that um but just trying to find ways in which women enjoy relaxing um whether it's you know having baths or reading or do you know what i mean it's to, or yoga is another great one it's trying to to offer suggestions that we can incorporate within the full um you know within the full week or month or whatever you want to look at it but um but obviously it's just i think it's becoming apparent now that um 
I think it's important to get across to women that it's it's something that is difficult. Menopause is not very nice at all. However, all women are different. All women um, go through it at different ages for different lengths of time. Um, and women respond in different ways. And I think that's a lot of things to do with a coach is trying to, once you get to know your client, it is... Um, trying to respond to them in the in the way that they need responding to does that make sense yeah it's building up that trust and that confidence i mean obviously all of the things that you said uh, are um essential parts to to build in helping those women and obviously as you i know obviously you are a coach but as you say personal training women probably at that age may not be going to the gym or may not be exercising and obviously you mentioned about the estrogen levels which obviously um, with them decreasing over time um, increases the the chances not for every woman but obviously some women probably down to genetics of um, osteoporosis and naturally as we get older osteopenia which obviously for those that don't know what that means is that we do generally lose um, percentage of muscle mass every year that we age so it's really important for us why the doctors suggest that we should do 150 minutes a week of of medium to you know uh, strenuous activity cardio based as well as strength or weight bearing um, exercises so if we sort of tackle that side of yes, things have you absolutely. found that when you're explaining that to them that they've um, and, and obviously if we weave into this about wanting to not take the chemical route so we're trying to, to do it as much holistic as possible not that i'm saying there's anything wrong with with medicine to take yes. it you, you use what you need to where you need to and when yes. and how but what's been the, the 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 result of of the ladies that you've brought on with the combinations that you've put in place yeah i think that i mean the kit you've hit on a uh, an important thing there is like I am not a doctor, so I kind of, you know, I know what hormone replacement therapy is, HRT. I know what it is and what it does kind of thing, but it's not something that I could ever or even try to talk to my clients about because I am not a doctor and I would never, you know, like um, talk to my clients about something as factual as that. I would always say, look, you need to go to your doctor and talk to your doctor about that. That's not something that I'm... um, you know, educated um, to do. But obviously, like you were saying there about, uh, absolutely about combining um, lifting weights and cardio. I think sometimes as, uh, I think sometimes women are very frightened of lifting weights because they think they're suddenly going to become a man. You know, they're going to get like a manly shape. Now, there's no way like our testosterone levels are at any kind of um level for us to become manly so the whole idea of of lifting weights is because we because like you said as we get older we do lose that muscle mass because naturally our, our bodies are starting to slow down so what happens is our um like our daily, what's the way I can say this? Our daily rate of calories, you know, like your energy burn, mm-hmm. that becomes slower. TDE. Yeah, everything just slows down. So what happens is you're kind of you're not burning calories like you would do. Now, what can kind of help to increase that is uh, resistance. Sorry, resistance training because what we're trying to do is really help to try and build that muscle because muscle burns calories so much better than somebody that hasn't got muscle. If I'm trying to keep yeah. it as simple as possible. Yeah. So, and obviously as we get older, we lose muscle mass. So what we're trying to do is say to women, look, don't just Reserve spend what you've got. <laughs> yeah, don't just spend ages on the cardio machines because actually what that's going to do is naturally we're going to burn off some of the fat, uh, some of the, the fat and muscle so combine the two do some cardio by all means because um you know like some it's great for just general cardiovascular fitness as well but if we can uh do some some weightlifting or some resistance kind of work what we're doing is we're you know we're helping to build that muscle we are 
like you mentioned there about osteoporosis so we're making those bones as strong as we can because well you know we're bearing weight as such um and that kind of combination really does help um you know the body in terms of making it more efficient in burning calories um but it also so has that, a knock-on effect obviously then talking about the other things that you're speaking about of the mindset and the sleep <laughs> exactly exactly and this is the thing is that let's not forget like the mental benefits of exercising like it is known it is proven it's science that when you exercise you release endorphins which is like i call it the happy hormone um and it makes you feel good it puts you in a real kind of good mood now there might be some women out there saying like exercise doesn't i hate exercise and doesn't make me feel like that and but then i would just say well you haven't found exercise that you enjoy exactly i was talking to my husband about this actually as well because it's you don't want to be pulled towards something it's just you haven't found the thing that's you know it's going to work for you there there are so many ways to skin a cat so to speak so yeah. do something that you enjoy whether that could be dancing um you know whether that could be hit workouts because you want it over and done quickly but oh, yeah. you have to change your mindset on why you're doing it first and foremost that so you don't feel that you're being dragged otherwise that will never change no exactly and that's why i think some people um you know, have that kind of, um, let's take like the January thing as a, as a instance where people, you know, like suddenly think, right, okay, I need to lose weight. Let's all go to the gym. Now, obviously me and you, we love gyms, you know, we love like the lifting weights and that, but for some people, you know, like a gym environment might not be the right place for them. So what's wrong with going swimming? Or, you know, or uh, like you're saying, going dancing, or you've got to find things that, um, that suit you but obviously what i'm talking about in terms of muscle mass is if we can create some um some weight bearing type of exercise then that is all going to contribute to building that muscle and that's we need to have that combination of of weight bearing resistance training uh with cardio in order uh, to make some kind of improvements. We've got to get that metabolic rate um, going again, you know, and and the classic mistake that I find anyway, which um, I work a lot on with my female clients is once um, you get a bit older, and we've already said everything's slowing down, but what happens is naturally through this hormone change, we will put on weight and what I find happens is women panic and they start going on these dramatic low calorie diets because they're like the panic and see the weight going on and think, right, what can I do? Let's like eat as very little as possible. And actually that is the worst thing that you can do. Um, you know, what we're trying to, what we're trying to do is uh, encourage women to eat, eat well, eat, um, wholesome food um get some activity going and actually eating calories that allows you to do more exercise because if you think if you're not very if you're not eating very much the last thing you want to do is then go and really do a like a hard workout because you're so tired because you've hardly ate anything <laughs> so these women are eating like low calorie diets and the consequence is actually your metabolism is all over the place because it doesn't know what's going on. You haven't got the energy to go and do a workout, so you can't burn those calories. So actually having a low calorie deficit, uh, low calorie diet is actually like a real issue. You can't make any progress. So it's really, my women are really starting to like, they, they come in at first and they're like, what you're telling us to eat more. Like that's the biggest kind of thing that I feel like I have to overcome is like I'm telling women no we really need you to eat a little bit more because that'll help to get the metabolism going we can lift weights we can build that muscle but the calories therefore that you can burn because you feel so much better will help to balance that out 
Does yeah, that make sense? Oh, getting a bit of feedback here. It's fear, isn't it? Um, I think a lot of women are so used to, to going low on calories that yeah. they just think that, that like by nature, obviously, if they've increased, um, and it's normally obviously around the midriff, that, yeah. well, if I eat any more, that's going to just going to increase that. But you hit on some really valuable points there, Susan. It's, I mean, you know, six packs, abs, or, or, or just losing that midriff, it doesn't necessarily come from just well it doesn't come in the gym it comes from the kitchen and yes. it is as you mentioned eating foods that are unprocessed and I've been changing my diet and experimenting because I, I, I've been a big, big advocate of intermittent fasting and and I, mm-hmm. I do believe it has many benefits but I've actually obviously as a personal trainer I like to try to do different things so I can see what what's actually working for my body so I've thrown that on its head and I'm eating um, I am eating in a calorie deficit but I'm actually eating more and I'm also eating more frequently so you talk about the metabolism and if we was to simplify it's a bit like a boiler in a house we want to keep that boiler alight and burning or or call it like a fire so when when we are eating good food we're we're putting a good log you know a dry log on there to burn and that's going to burn throughout the day as opposed to processed foods or 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 paper it's not going to last two minutes and the fire will go out and i think women are very fearful of that change and and i'll be honest even i was to a certain extent but it's also that commitment to yourself to eat well and that's the thing so if if you don't do that and i'm not saying 100 percent, 80 20 is a good ballpark but it has to be 80 percent. you you can't yeah. afford to be eating more if it's not the right foods yeah and i think that's the the classic um the classic case what i what i try to get across in my um you know programs with my women is actually it's educating women on food and um, and this should be, you know, for, for men as well. But sometimes you've got to get across to them that if you're eating wholesome food. So what I mean by wholesome is, you know, things that are like uh, vegetables and lean meats and uh, nuts and pulses. Do you know what I mean? Things that aren't processed, like you said. You can eat a, a, a calorie um diet that is appropriate you for you to be in a deficit you can be eating more food that fills you up and makes you feel better than a, a diet that is actually has less calories but of the wrong types of food does that make sense so i always say you know like if you go into a coffee shop let's say i'll not say any specific one <laughs> mm. but if you go into a coffee shop and order a slice of cake you're probably talking in that slice of cake, there's somewhere around between 400 to 500 calories in that slice of cake. Now I could quite easily give you a really, you know, nutritious, healthy meal that will be 400 calories. Mm. So you've got this, if you can imagine, you've got this, this plate of lots of food that will fill you up and keep you full for a long period of time for 400 calories. Or you've got a slice of cake. Now, some people are saying, oh, I would rather have the slice of cake. But my point is, in within an hour of eating that slice of cake, you're probably going to want to eat something else. But you're also going to feel crap. So yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to have, have such a, a insulin sugar. Spike yeah. Then, yeah, insulin spike and then the sugar. And then you're like, oh, you feel awful. Whereas this plate of food that is, you know, the same or even less calories than that cake it's going to keep you full. It's going to make you feel better. It's going to, you know, like you're going to keep going for the rest of the day or, you know, whatever. And it's just about, so it's about educating people on, on foods and, um, and calories. And I know it's, it's really hard, but that's what I try to do with, with my ladies is just educating them more. It's not just a, it's something that, what I want is something like called like like lifelong learning. That's you know I want to be able to say to my woman, this is how you can eat well, and like you say, have the occasional glass of wine now and again because we all want that. We don't want to have. Believe me, I you know when I was competing, and I didn't drink alcohol for oh, about three years. It's wow. <laughs> like so, you know like and I and, and I stuck to it, and I didn't have I didn't have pizza, I didn't have you know all these foods 
because my sole goal was being in the best shape possible and to compete you like I was saying you have to be fully committed now after I finished competing I kind of was so used to not having alcohol that I just continued not to have it now 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 I've got a bit more of a balanced lifestyle because I haven't got that goal of competing in my head so yes I'll have a odd glass of wine but and that's what life in general is about it's about balance but until you can kind of understand food and and how it affects you, then sometimes I feel like this is where people go wrong and, and, and can't stick to certain diets or whatever because they just haven't been educated about food. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's the, the way I speak to my clients is uh, pretty much saying like, f- and, and, you know, and, and to my family, uh, food is fuel. And then it tells yeah. you, you how, how you feel. Um, as you said, you know, obviously having those things are absolutely fine. But it's, it's, it's having a, a bit more of a deeper understanding of what that food is doing to you. And I think the biggest thing in like, say that plate of 400 calories that you're giving people is the word fiber. And so many yeah. people do not hit even the government levels of fiber, which is like 28 to 30 grams for a woman yeah. a day. They're, they're probably not even hitting 10 grams and then they'll resort to some sort of, um, you know, a sachet or something when really what, what they need to be eating is more vegetables that are, are you know, the whole point and, and, and fruit get deep fruit gets demonized a lot, but if you're eating in fruits and vegetables in their whole form, you're getting so many benefits along with the, the, the sugar um, yeah. and, and that fiber that feeds your gut. And I think that's one of the biggest things. And, and, and one of my passions and interests is, is understanding more about the gut and why we need to have that fiber um, yeah. more passionate in particular as well, me being plant-based. Um, so obviously I have absolutely loads of vegetables and variety, but I yeah. think it is, you know, over time, as you said, it's, it's not about, it shouldn't be a diet. And that word diet actually mm. is incorrectly used. Diet yeah. should just be what you are putting in your body, but yeah. it should be, be fit for life. And it's, it's making those choices. And I think that the body is such a remarkable thing that yeah. if we just understood a little bit more about what was happening internally, rather than just wanting to look externally, we, we may have a better grasp of yeah. why we're doing what we're doing. Absolutely. And I think, um, like you were saying there about, you know, what is on the program with menopause and like you're saying that, and exactly you were saying about what's going on. And I think that's, that's what I find with my women. It's like, it's just ed- helping women to understand what is happening to their bodies. What can we do? You know, like sharing ideas on things that work for people and, quite a lot of the time, you know, asking my clients, right, what works for you? What have you found? And, uh, you know, like, and with other clients and like, and sharing things with each other and kind of saying, well, this has worked and this hasn't worked because what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for the other. And I think sometimes we always look for an answer. we look for that. Someone to say, you need to do this mm. actually. And I think this is a, you know, you can take this for any, you know, situation in terms of, when you're talking there about nutrition is that what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for the other. And that's what I kind of get across in terms of the menopause is yes. Okay. We need to learn about symptoms and triggers and um, treatments and things like that, but it's about sharing. It's about learning. It's about seeing what works best with your body because um, results aren't that, always going to come straight away and and like you said it's that that trust and confidence that's built between you two to adjust yeah. and tweak things over a period of time yeah and exactly and it's and it's just about it's about mindset it's about coping with stress it's like it's such a whole like that's why I always say it's like about it's about lifestyle and you know at the end of the day uh I was actually you know like I was actually really really upset when I kind of figured out that I thought mm, I probably am going through menopause I, w- I got really upset it really did affect me for quite a while and I thought you know once I kind of got over that I kind of thought well there's nothing I can do about it it's going to happen and it's going to happen to every single woman um, but it's trying to make it's 
the best you can about the situation. And as and I just feel as long as uh, we're talking about it and as long as we're, we're helping to explain things better, then I think we can deal with that process a lot better rather than feeling like you're on your own, rather than um, being afraid to talk about it. Um, is just being really open about it and having someone and people to, to share that with. Um, and that's kind of really what I want to, to get from, from my program is having that community. It's about having a community, isn't it? And it's about like, um, just knowing that there's other people out there who are going through the same as you. It's not something that you should be doing on your own. Oh yeah, um, because oh dear. Um, obviously, because of you being their coach, that there's a, a level, and and you are put on a pedestal. So, there there is uh, some great value from from being in a community to talking to the others that are actually in it. And like you say, one thing may work for one, but also it's just that support to say, yeah, I know, you know, you, or you're having a tough day. I get you. I understand. And you know, it's. Like you, I do think it is the elephant in the room. I, I think, yeah. you know, uh, unfortunately, women do have to deal with these things without much support. You know, there isn't much support out there for, for women, even dealing with, with, you know, obviously difficult periods or, you know, obviously mm -hmm. uh, teenagers or obviously young girls coming into um, menstruation. It is very much a taboo. So you just sort of assume to get on with it. And, and there yeah. are so many symptoms. So whether, you know, even, you know, not at the stage of being a, um, menopause but but women suffering with ridiculously um bad symptoms every month month in month out and yeah. then still having to go to work and you know and it's it is it, it can be debilitating for you know you know it can be. Yeah, absolutely. Up, some, yeah. some women throw up every month some people are you know ridiculously heavy and you know it's just yeah. tired or bite your head off or you know it's just yeah. so many things isn't there it is and it's just i mean going to the other extreme there when you're on about that and not talking about menopause i've got a you know a um a younger uh, lady as a, as a client and she suffers horrendously every month with the most horrific periods like the pain she's you know like to the point where you know like she struggles to get out of bed sometimes and I think mm -hmm. it's and you know she's been the doctors and they're trying her on this that and the other and it's just not really working for her and I think um, it's trying to say, look, you know, if we can get one nutrition on point, if we can get some form of it, like we'd very rarely get to go in the gym because she could, you know, she can it around that time. You know, we're encouraging her to to get out and walk and just get fresh air and and look after herself for a few days. Just think mm -hmm. it's, it is okay to have a couple of days, like, looking after yourself. Um, but it's interesting, I think, um, I remember... A few months ago now there was um one of the mps actually was bringing it up in um parliament about possibly having or wanting to kind of look at ways that um that businesses and workplaces can help women out more that are going through the menopause i'm going back to menopause again uh and it was discussed in um in parliament but i kind of think personally this is just my personal opinion i don't think that'll ever you know nothing will ever come about of that because i think like you say it's one of those things where we're just expected to get on with it you know it's part of life just get on with it now i kind of think uh, how on earth i would survive in an office environment when i need me three hour nap in the middle of the day <laughs> <laughs> don't think the boss would be too happy me having a snooze at the desk but i think well if i feel like that there's got to be other women that feel like that so it, i do think it's got to be something that looks you know that businesses and workplaces look at um but unfortunately i just i cannot see anything happening in the near future so i kind of think well if i can do my bit to um you know do that and educate women and help women as much as i can whether it's in the gym outside the gym whatever then that's kind of i feel like that's at least a, you know i feel like it's something i'm doing anyway Oh, you're made. That's it's amazing, and I think we're very privileged uh, to be in the position that we are, to be able to 
change people's lives and effectively that's what we are doing because as you said it's not just um, extrinsically it's intrinsically it's it's mindset it's absolutely everything and and one good habit and one positive change generally will lead on to others but it's that accountability that motivation that consistency because it's it's not rocket science to a certain extent on some of the things you've just got to keep doing it and it's keeping that consistency so yeah um i think like that's the power of a community because that enables others to want to you know in my i i've got uh, my community and and they do support one another and it you know when uh, one of them may have been going through a bit of a tough time. It's lovely. It, you feel like a mother hen because it's absolutely <laughs> lovely when you see all of the positive comments come flying in, supporting one another. They're in like so quick, so quick yeah. to lift them up. And, and, and that's what it's about. It's not just about the, like you say, we're going to count reps and sets in the gym. There's so, so much more, which is why yeah. we essentially call ourselves coaches because we're we're working around the clock for our clients it's never just for the time that they see us absolutely and i would 100 percent agree with you there in how people often say like what is the difference between a personal trainer and a coach and i think you've just hit the nail on the head there in terms of for me a personal trainer might be someone who spends an hour with you in your gym you do your workout and then you leave whereas you know a coach is somebody who has your back like throughout everything and you know 20 i'm not going to say like the whole 24 7 cliche because it's that's something i don't believe in because i think i'm sorry like if one of my clients was gonna (laughs) text me at three in the morning they ain't getting a reply oh no no (laughs) but you know what i mean within 24 hours within 24 hours yeah but what i mean is like um you know it's that extra support Mm. that you get outside of the gym and, and quite often i think that's maybe is one thing from both of our points of views in terms of when people ask well why do you charge so much per hour and I think the classic case is is because it's not just the hour I spend with you in the gym Mm. and that's the way to look at it it's like I it's I don't you know I I charge for example if if it is in the in the gym because I do do face-to-face as well as online but I think it's a case of it's but it's not just that hour that I'm spending with you it's like I'm preparing your programs I'm I'm, you know I'm looking at your diet I'm making changes I'm calling on you to make sure you're all right I've got face groups going I'm getting in guests to talk about this and I'm doing this I'm doing it's about the whole thing and I'm pretty sure you're exactly the same and that is the difference and um and like you're saying building that community so that everybody's got somebody else to to fall back on and i would say that for me is is the difference and can make a huge positive impact in, on people's lives oh yeah i mean this is why i mean i came into this quite later in life so but it's a passion of mine and you, you you're you're more than happy to do all these things because it is a passion and and what i hope is that the people see that um uh, genuineness and authenticity in that that you are you, you have got their best interests at heart um, and you know if you can help them because you're a few steps ahead on x y or z that's the whole point like you say it's education but we we never stop learning so that nicely sort of turns into a question I just want to ask you before we wrap up what are you yeah. reading at the moment um i was i'm literally just finishing up um a book called man up (laughs) which is probably maybe not appropriate for this conversation but mainly because actually that one is um that's about business and about you know like in a from a personal point of view but in terms of um maybe some suggestions for for any women that are listening Gabrielle Bernstein is a great one in terms of she's quite meditational and universal and quite calming. Uh, So she's a good one to check out. Um, I personally love Mel Robbins. Now you can find her on YouTube as well as um, like our audibles, you know, for our books, but she's very much somebody that looks at taking action and um, as it is. Yeah. And how like the, the mind operates and how we hold ourselves back because of what we think and things like that. And I think that's a great one 
to look at when you feel like you're stuck and you can't make progress and she kind of gives you real good tips on on how to get over that so that's probably like my top two like to, to go to go to first you know very two very different kinds of authors but um two very worthwhile people to check out yeah i mean that's another great point though to say that you know like as we say about being coaches we encourage um through obviously reading and research and learning i mean the whole point is the information's out there on google for anyone to find but it's for us to sort of uh, be that funnel in between to to, to yep. give you what you need when you particularly need it with the resources of perhaps what we've learned what we've researched and what we've read so you don't throw the kitchen sink at you um, yeah. so for example one of my clients um, I've because I, I have a, a blog post uh, on my website of all the books that I've read and I and yeah. I, I, I add to it so I try to read like two a month and I listen via audible and it's then to be able to impart to say, well, this book would be good for you at this stage. Um, yeah. So one of my clients obviously looked at the list and they've picked up one book. And I, I, that again gives me immense satisfaction to think that yeah. they've not only embarked on walking daily, that they didn't hit their steps. They now downloaded Audible and, and, and got through the first book. Um, brilliant that's obviously now feeding more information and like you say it's it's knowing what you've got to do um but in the most simplified way so that's yeah. awesome but um i just obviously want to say thank you so much for you coming on um we've had a, a great session here and i think some valuable insights for ladies um but could you just tell me um or tell the audience where people can find you yeah, absolutely. So um, on Instagram, I am at um, Susan Hall Fitness. Um, it's the same on um, Facebook as well. So you can find, if you use Susan Hall Fitness, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook. Um, and yeah, and kind of that would be great. And it's been absolutely brilliant talking to you. I could I could talk forever. <laughs> could have done another hour quite easily. <laughs> I think yeah, I think yeah, we, we definitely could. We definitely could. We, well, we'll have to perhaps do do another one. Um, you know, later in the year, um, around two, should we say? Yes, absolutely. We, we would maybe delve a bit more on my, my, <laughs> a bit more on mindset, and because I know yeah, obviously you've mentioned the things about anxiety and stuff and, um, yeah. and confidence, so self-esteem. So I think that would be a corker of one. Well, we'll have yeah, to uh, sort that one out. But um, thank you ever so much for coming on, Susan. And no I problem. Hope, I hope you have a great afternoon. You too. <laughs>